culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I've got really funny Instagram stories, really cute selfies that I take myself, and I try not to filter them because, um, because I think I'm just naturally cute already. Well, sometimes I filter my photos, but... That's our little secret. We won't tell anybody. Be sure to follow at No Filter with Zach for all the latest show news. We have really funny Bravo cameos that we turn into memes. So if you want to laugh and you want to stay up to date with the show, go and follow at No Filter with Zach. It is always a good time over there. So I'm really excited about today's guest because she always packs the hot takes. Listening to her podcast is really like just chatting with one of the savviest Bravo addicts out there. So please welcome for mixing with Moni, the Moni. Hi. How you doing? I'm hanging in there, you know. It's like day 3020 in quarantine. So just another day, another week, another binge. (laughs) It is the never-ending story, and I'm I'm over it at this point. I am too, and then I find another iconic show that needed more of my attention. And then I'm like, I guess I could make it another week inside. I don't know. What is what is like your your um, hidden gem that you've binged during quarantine? Oh my gosh! So I did like a story, and I think it's a highlight on my Instagram. Um, I did an Instagram story of like all the one hit wonders because I have a theory that though I love Bravo, it's just the network E is iconic with like the one season wonders of like reality TV. Mm. Like a big rich Texas, a Jersey Licious, a EJ NYC, a rich kid, like pretty wild. And though those weren't all one season wonders, like although um what happens at the Abbey it, to this day, it's like it blows in and it blows out of the water to me. And I loved everything about those shows and it just like disappeared. Like wow. I was so deep in them. So I have revisited pretty much all of them and had a really good time doing it. Some Big Rich Texas uh, was really, really fun because I saw some people like our Heidi Dillon mm. from Housewives of Dallas. Leanne was on some of the Texas shows back in the day. Um, also like Dallas Davis and Daughters. So Dallas has been on NBC Universal's mind for quite some time, apparently. 
Interesting. I also like what like those older shows is like you can you have an mm-hmm. end, you have a start and you have an end. So you can like watch it to completion and then, yep. you know, and just appreciate it for what it is and knowing that like this is all you're ever going to get. Yeah. And it's never going to fizzle. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we watch certain seasons like New York's been on so long and God love them. It's like some seasons are like people are like, oh, it's amazing. And then other ones, it's like, oh, it's a sleeper. But it's like we still watch. Like you never have to wonder. When you know that it's already canceled, you can just be like, okay, this was a cute moment. Like yeah. We had a moment, we enjoyed it, and now we're moving on. Yes. What are you thinking about New York right now? I'm not loving it this season. I feel like sadly we reached our peak. Like I, Though I love the women and I have no idea what it would look like with a totally different cast, like some of the rumors are claiming, um, or there might be some shakeups. I do feel like we've reached our peak. Like, how many times are we going to see them get belligerently drunk, bounce back quicker than anyone past their age? Like, right. Un- unreasonably. Very do yoga. Am I of, the, of these women? Do yoga. Do some. You know, we're gonna go cabaret. We're gonna do a aerobics. We're gonna find hot guys. Ramona's gonna try to like you know sleep with them all. Look, we get it. We know the drill. We know what's gonna happen. I don't know how many times we can do the same formula. I think we even need to keep the formula and change the players or keep the players and change the formula. I don't know, but something needs to be refreshed. I think even because I know a lot of people were upset with Bethany leaving and they're like, that's what ruined the show this season. But I think even she knew it was time to get off this train. Like you never want to be the last to leave the party. And she knew that if she stayed any longer, it would be like, like, I think we can get rid of Ramona, Sonia and Luann because we've, they're very one note. It's the same thing every season. Mm -hmm. Ramona has no self-awareness. She's a dick to everybody. Sonia's always just whacked out of her mind. Like they're fun, but it's like, if I want to engage, in that I'll go back and watch the glory days of the early seasons when we really yes. got it from them I don't need to watch them continue yeah. to do it now yeah and I have a really big issue or like I get really hesitant when Bravo just like revolves one door and mm-hmm. they only take one seat and they swivel it and, and I'm, I, they do it on a lot of the shows right but it also it gives people these are women who this one person cannot possibly have a, a chemistry with all these women yet in one season that also is a really big burden that the, this one person is going to take on the entire refreshment of an entire season or an entire cast that's simply not possible like you get your Leah you get your Bronwyn they're fresh but it's too many people that still need the change and I feel like if we do maybe two at a time or three at a time like we really phase new people in and then phase people out I think we would have something good on our hands well, it's interesting because we see what they did with Vanderpump Rules. And with Vanderpump Rules, they brought in, what, like four new people with the all of the original cast, and it just didn't mesh well. What did you think mm-hmm. of the casting additions, and do you think at this point Bravo needs to just scrap VPR? I think it could have worked in theory. I feel like what they did, though, I think they were trying to spread it out too long. They wanted us to be introduced to these new people without the old people, and my theory was, okay, maybe they're going to split the show yeah. and we're going to have like a new VPR and then like an old, like the old cast that we know and love will go on and do like a, you know, like a VPR graduates or like, you know, after the restaurant or something like that kind of show. And that would have been cool with, I just think that it would have needed three seasons to kind of make that stick. And I don't feel like we have three seasons time. Um, I think it kind of has been floated. So it really doesn't matter anyway. But I think the show could be saved if they get rid of the cast. I'm sorry, like the original cast. I think that this new cast 
we only didn't love them because we had no reason to like them. Mm-hmm. We see the people we do like on screen, so we're going to focus on them. We don't need to like these new people. They are, we don't know them. But if we love the show VPR and we love what it originally was, which was working for LVP, desperate for money, the regular service people who kind of want to have dreams of, at this point, even being reality stars or, you know, they want to be models, actors, singers, and things like, things like that. And they're acting Lisa for time off and it's authentic. We have something. And especially because that formula works, especially if they have worked together for a few years, they're still friends. And people would say, Oh, they didn't work because they're all not friends with each other. If we remember the glory days of VPR, Laura Lee, we had um, uh, the uh, Carmen. Like they mm-hmm. weren't friends with the cast, but we would still be interested in them. Veil, like they would just be filtered in, filtered out, and we, it gave us something because the formula worked. But the yeah. formula doesn't work with both people, both set on the same show because it's a very different tone you have the hungry Mm -hmm. and then you have the other ones who are getting pregnant and getting married and like they're just in different places in their lives whereas the show we knew it as a bunch of young 20 something year old kids trying to make it happen for themselves in LA while while needing to bartend and none of them need to bartend but yet we still see Jack's behind the bar and Brittany coming in and picking up a shift and Ariana being like you know this a shift at sir is going to cure my depression whereas it's like the audience saw through all of that and it's like it doesn't yes. work like we're not stupid there's a moment like a couple seasons ago where um or last season actually where lala Brittany, and i think someone else would go and run and ask lisa if they can go to wine country but on lala's private jet and i'm like you lead me to believe that Lala has access to a private jet, but yet we're asking LVP for permission to go film somewhere else that's not in the restaurant. Honey, you don't need this job. None of you do. Like, we know you don't. Like, and I feel like we missed those days where it was a little bit more authentic and they were a little bit more thirsty because it's a little bit more connectable and the authenticity is a little bit more real. Like, their fights are because they all are hungry for that spot. They mm-hmm. all want that attention and I'm cool with that. Like, I don't believe they're all in an alley these days of fighting each other, smoking a cigarette. No, of course not. They're beyond that. Like now they're also just in such different places in their lives where like they're not 20 year olds fighting about fucking the same dude. They're like, they already have a dude. They already have a ring on it. Like there's no need for the petty mm-hmm. drama of it all. What do you think of all of this Danica Dow yep, drama agreed. that's going on? Because she's, um, so originally she came out and filed a restraining order against her ex. And then he's like claiming that he was abusive. And he's like, no, hold up. I got receipts. She's the one that's abusive. Here's some video clips. Here's some text messages um, that prove that this was a volatile relationship. He took ownership of his part in it. He said she just kind of put it all off on him. But now that he's released the videos and the text messages, you're kind of seeing that it seemed to be a really toxic and volatile relationship. And now there are rumors that the current cast I don't know why they even have opinions. They have not been even picked up for another season. So they don't even need to be having opinions about casting. Um, What do you think about uh, them wanting them allegedly wanting her fired from the show? I just think it's like rich. It's incredibly rich and laughable that they even have a two cents. Like, well, we want her gone. Honey, Lala has been probably the most volatile thing I've seen on TV since Jack Taylor, who is arguably the most volatile yes. person I've ever seen on TV. And I've seen a lot of damn TV. So it's, it's laughable if you think about it. it 
they've done, they've all done things. Some of the best moments of VPR are Kristen getting slapped by Stassi, yeah. you know, Tom punching Jack. Like, these are things that we are, aren't, you know, I'm not saying we should condone it, but if that is the standard, if that is the criteria, as though we're not volatile and violent, that we would not have had a show from seasons, I don't know, two on. So it's interesting because I feel like they just are coming from a place that we don't want to have to share off our spotlight mm-hmm. and have all of the attention focused on this person who just got here when it should be on us who's been here. That's where I think it's coming from. Like if they keep Danica, they're all going to be like, well, the people are going to be watching for her and wondering if we're going to see this on TV or, and how mean she is. And it makes us feel like we want to know more. And I can see why producers would be like, well, now we have to give her more of a story so we can see, is mm-hmm. she violent? Is she mean? Does she have a switch? Is she Tequila Katie type? Like, mm-hmm. does she just switch over? Like, what is the story here? And that would give the newbies a bigger platform. And I could see them not wanting to share that light because they have no sure thing for what's next for them. And it was, this is what I worried about when they all bought houses and started lives. Like, this show can't last forever. None of these shows that we love are going to be able to be on forever unless they continuously change them up. But eventually, we're not going to want... We're, who's going to want to watch Jack at 50? Mm-mm. Like, drinking this way and treating people this way. It's going to tire out. So, what do you do? You get a new cast. If anything, I thought that, like, they deserve... Like, when they did the Jackson Britney spinoff of them going to Kentucky, I was like, this is cute. This is, like, a good Bethany ever after. It won't last forever, mm-hmm. but it'll be a couple of seasons where we see them kind of sail off into the sunset. If they would have done that with a couple of them that had the potential, I think it would have it would have been fine. We could have ended that show, wrapped it up in a bow, and, like, you know, gotten to follow them and gotten to help them transition to whatever their next phase in their career is, whereas a lot of them, I feel like oh, they're not going to have a career of Vanderpump Rules doesn't come back because they don't know what the fuck to do because this is how they make their money. This yeah. is like all they ever known. I, I mean, I worried. I wondered about a few of them. I mean, arguably, um, I think Stassi was the one who made the most things happen for herself on and off the show right. with her fame. I worry about like a Katie. Um, yeah. I think Kristen tried to do a good job like, and then make some things happen for herself. Uh, Sheena did try, but a few of them you know, Tom and Tom, thank goodness they got into like the bar business. But even that is, I don't know if it's sustainable enough for what they, they have to keep doing more, to do more. And I think you have people like Jackson, like some of the others who are very worried about what happens to them if this goes south. Like, you know, this show is probably what keeps Lala equal in her own relationship. Because obviously she's married to a millionaire producer who is on some level was so respectable that it's the only reason Lisa gives her respect. And I think that that means something to her, but this show kind of at least gives us something to stand on that he doesn't even have because he's behind the scenes and she's in front of the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, it, it, we'll see what happens. I don't know if EPR needs to come back. If it does, I don't know if it needs to come back with this cast. I think that seemingly the problem might even be LVP. And I, it hurts me to say that I used to love her on Beverly Hills, but she really knows how to pick on like the people that she hires have some really sorted personalities apparently. And I, but like she picked them for the reason of like, I mean, it's the same thing. Like we would never, I would never be friends with Ramona, but we watch her on, we put her on reality television because she's fun. She's right. enjoyable to watch. But I think the mm-hmm. issue is now the culture is shifting. Yeah, keep her 10 feet away from me though. Exactly. But now the issue is the culture is shifting so much and we have Netflix really changing the game of what a reality show and docu-series life is that like, 
I don't think what we knew as reality television before where we had Housewives and Scary Island and it was fun to watch that. I don't think that's going to be around anymore. I think now too many of the rea- the reality stars are going to be hyper aware. And I feel like w- us as audience members are tired of watching the same old thing. Like I think the whole housewives model mm-hmm. is going to expire very soon because it's kind of the same thing. Every show, every season, there's a fight, there's a trip, there's, you know, a reunion where there's three more episodes of us just fighting and dissecting everything that we spent four months watching that I think mm-hmm. the whole world is really shifting. Do you know what I find? I found myself thinking about the other day. It is insane that only on Housewives, if you have a show like Selling Sunset, where they're all like gorgeous, soft women, literally could be supermodels who are also selling million dollar homes, and you have someone like Christine who are like go getters and and, and and they fight for their spot, like they're doing million dollar listing things. They look like all bombshells. But then on Housewives, the one woman who's like the working woman is still so shocking to us. We're like, oh my God. Like, I'm just thinking that all the different podcasts I've done and when I'm watching like Potomac, you have Dr. Wendy who's coming on and she's a PhD. She's a political pundit. She's a, you know, she's married to an attorney, but she's like a boss. And people are like, she's on Housewives? Yeah. <gasps> why? And it's like, why is that still so shocking to us? Like the one woman is working and she's like this big thing. And we have not, we've been doing this attitude since like Vicky. Like since Vicky used to tell us, I have a business and I'm smart and I work and the other women don't work. And that was how many years ago? And it's still so new to us. It's crazy to me. that that. And I think you're right. I don't think we're going to be able to sustain this model forever because that's just, you think about the people who watch these shows. A lot of them are working women who come home and they see this and they're like, man, I would love to aspire to this. But they also want to aspire to maybe being someone who works and can have it all one day yep. as the big stuff to aspire to too. I mean, it's also interesting. You watch like Beverly Hills and you see them as like, you know, working women. Like you see Garcelle where she's like, I have food to put on the table for my kids and like, I'm going to work and or Denise when she's out working. And then you see the women kind of get mad and they're like, well, why aren't you showing up for lunch? And, you know, why are you? (laughs) And it's like, because like this isn't housewives isn't the only thing like that's not the entire world. But it's their job for them. So I get it. They're like, this is my job. (laughs) Do you think Housewives of Beverly Hills can last without Garcelle and and, um, Denise? I think they need them so desperately that it hurts. I think that they need, if if not them, what those three women stand for. I think they really, really need that fresh new take, that new perspective, uh, that stirring of the pot. Garcelle has been stirring things. Sutton has been very vocal. She's been in scene vocal. And we need that. They're doing what we used to think that only a few of them could do or mm-hmm. that we never would see. And they're doing it. And it shows that it's possible to have that like outside of the thing. Like we get some walk off from Denise. We have Gar- Garcelle stirring the pot with Rena and Sutton asking the questions, like the hard questions in terms why do you care? Why do you want to believe? I feel that we need this new energy, especially because, again, these are people we don't know. The reason why the Denise story is so shocking to people is because we don't know her life. Mm-hmm. Like, we think we do, but we don't know her life. And I've said it a few times on my own podcast and some others. The reason that these women, and I think, like, for instance, like Potomac, it is people's 
number one right now is because we don't know them. We have no idea what their potential is, what they're capable of. Their kids are just now growing up. We don't know anything about them. So when you see someone like Denise or Garcella Sutton, these are women whose lives we can actually invest in because we don't know anything about them. We have not seen anything of their kids and their lives and their ex-husbands or anything like that. The dynamics have not changed for us. So I think we need them. I think we do need fresh faces on all of the shows. I really do. I think Beverly Hills yeah. is a sign that it's the reason I'm watching. Let me tell you, Sutton yeah. is, a wonder, uh, is a wonder I did not know I needed. I, <laughs> I actually love Sutton. Who do you think we cut from the current cast on Beverly Hills? Do we slaughter? Teddy, bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Teddy's an easy. There's no way they can bring her back for another season. There's no way. I don't understand how she got this one. I, I've heard rumors, and this is not substantiated, and I, it could all just be in my head, but I actually think Teddy was a friend of. I don't think she was originally supposed to be a full-time housewife because I know Sutton was supposed to be a full-time housewife. That's why we have so much confessional footage of her. But her, I think like her ex-husband like allegedly wouldn't let her film the kids. So she kind of had to be demoted. That's what doesn't make sense to me, though. And I've brought this up a couple of times on this podcast because other women have been on the show before and not been able to film with their kids. And there were just she had too many confessionals and she filmed her opening credits where you see her twirling in front of a green screen. There's videos of it that Mm there. I feel like there's a piece to that little puzzle that we're not getting. That's like behind the scenes. Bravo. I think they just hold these new women to way too high of standards. It seems unfair because arguably if that is true, I can see why they were like, Hey, we really want you to film the kids. But to me, if she was worth it and gave you all of this, I would give her the diamond anyway, Mm -hmm. because you do have people like, for instance, like what makes her difference than like a Gina Kirschneider or whatever, who started filming her kids, but obviously couldn't like as time went on because of yeah. her ex-husband and her issues. Brandy, but she Adrian, stayed on full time. Bethany. Yeah, Brandy, Hello. Adrian, and Bethany. I mean, Bethany's different, but I mean, Brandy Glanville, like sh- we only saw her kids in season two when she was a friend of. And then after that. Briefly. Yeah. yeah. I just think that we should give it to her. I don't think that Teddy, I think if we're going to go by, you know, performance, Sutton has performed. She and Teddy it. just kind of started surfing up at the, the, the cat trip. Yeah, Teddy needs to go for sure. Do you think we cut Kyle? Goodbye. Erica? I don't think we ever will cut Kyle, and that's what makes me annoyed. I think he will be on this road until Kyle wants to be off, and I don't think she'll want to be off anytime soon. I could see Erica go because I don't think we need both Erica and Dorit. I think that what we've gotten from Erica is all we're going to get. Though I love her, I think we're not going to get anymore. And I think that's also perfectly fine. If she doesn't want to share anymore that's fine but it's just always so ironic to me that they're pushing Denise to like share everything of her life and majority of them mm-hmm. want to keep everything behind mm-hmm. closed doors in their own lives so I'm like then what is the, what are we doing here so I, I mean go live with your nice life it's, I think Erica will be totally fine she'll be fine Beverly Hills but she doesn't need to be here I think I, people love her regardless I would rather Doree over Erica I think like you said we've seen everything Erica's gonna give us and she she served she did her service and she can you know move on. And it was a good run. I yeah. actually think she did a great job. But I think that I think this should be like an arc. Like everyone reaches an arc. It's after like three or four seasons. Like if you're not gonna vamp it up, change something, and then let it be authentic. Because what I also don't want is these allegedly fake ass storylines that Melissa Gordon gives us of yes. a baby or a you know a new sister that the psychic told me about. I'm like girl. Come on, just do something else. But I also don't want you to remodel your kitchen all year, you know? Yeah. Like, give me something good or go home. 
I agree. Do you think Melissa Gorga's done from Jersey? I don't know why they keep I keeping her it. around. <laughs> I think it's honestly, I think it's just for the sake of Teresa. I think they want to. I think that's the only reason I even invest. I don't care about Melissa solo, but for some reason, I always want her and Teresa to be good. So I like to see, like, like Melissa's always pandering for that. Mm-hmm. And they also love Joey. So they want to see Joey and Teresa. And then they want to see him fighting for his wife. And then the sister-in-law's working together. Like, I I will only watch for that. I have to admit. They're doing it for me. They're keeping Melissa <laughs> on for me. Because I just want them to be a happy family. Like, I was really hoping that they were getting along while Teresa's husband was in jail. Because I know Melissa was, like, working really hard to help with the kids. So yeah. I just want to make sure that they're good. But that's the only reason I'm watching her. I agree. And I think if we keep Melissa on, we don't need to invest in these storylines with her. Like, just let it be about her relationship with Teresa, about her and Joe's relationship Mm -hmm. with Teresa. And we don't need to, like, see her sisters. We don't need Mm -hmm. to, you know, everything else I think we can leave. Melissa's good. I think that's storyline enough. That's enough storyline. Anything with Teresa is enough storyline. All right. Hold up. Wait a minute. I want to talk to you about Dry Farm Wines, which is my favorite hangover-free wine. Yes, that's right. I said it. Hangover-free wine because it doesn't have any additives. It doesn't have any dyes. It doesn't have added sugar. None of that junk. It's good, clean wine, all right? And it's shipped straight to your door, so you don't even have to worry about going to the market because if you're afraid about getting all the germs at the market and you're like, no, you can have it sent straight to your door. Dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. Clean wine, hangover-free wine, no additives, no junk. They have reds. They have whites. They have uh, rosés. They even have an orange wine. I don't know if it's still available right now, but that orange wine is something new and you're going to want to try it. So go check out dryfarmwines.com slash Z-A-C-K and get that hangover free wine so you can drink tonight and not hurt tomorrow. Okay, go. So we have Potomac is popping right now. Everybody's loving the new season of Potomac. Candace is talking about how if the if the season if the show were to get picked up again for another season which we know it will um she and monique cannot both go into the next season together and one of them's gonna have to go so she's really giving bravo an ultimatum like fire monique or i walk do you think the show can survive without either one and if so which one i think the show definitely could survive without either one because like I said they're so new to us mm-hmm. that um, it's the storylines there and the, the possibilities are incredible I don't think it's time for us to know anyone new yet I think that's when things get very hazy um, I think Dr. Wendy was a great choice but see how long they waited to introduce them like we didn't even get Candace until right. three so I think that it, it takes it, it we need to like space and air it out I don't think that Bravo will fire Monique before Monique will quit. That's my only concern. I don't want her to quit. I don't think, I, I don't feel in my heart she wants to quit because I think she likes the, not, not in a bad way, but she likes the attention of it all. I think that she has a, adapted well to the life of fame. Like I think she has a very good core audience and she actually engages with that audience and loves that audience because they're a housewife audience. So Candace, on the other hand, I don't think they would get rid of her. I just think that she should go. But I don't think she'll get. I don't think she'll leave. Can't we just tell Candace write her first mortgage check allegedly like last year? I agree. She would rather go into another season fighting with Monique, which would give her attention, storyline, whatever, more than she would be willing to walk away from the show. She 
she's not walking away from this show. She's not walking away from this show. I have done like little breakdowns because I'm from the area. So I've done breakdowns of like their, arguably their financial situations based on the houses that they live in and the areas of these houses. If Candace is not able to sustain by herself with her husband, the townhouse that she is in, which is probably second or third to the least expensive of the of the bunch, I, I doubt very seriously that anytime soon she's leaving that show. I think it's great exposure for her. It's great exposure for her husband's restaurant that he's a general manager of. I think that uh, it, it, it would behoove her to stay, suck it up, and get it together. And I think she just has an attitude problem. I mean, she's spoiled. So, of course, she's going to be like, I'm fighting and I want to be chosen because I want to be the one. But that's not how an ensemble cast works, honey. That's not how this show works. That's not how these shows work. That's not how your job works. You don't get to like get, not get along or have a disagreement with someone and tell your boss, it's me or them. If they have both yeah. positions that need to be filled and you're the one who's unhappy and asking for the change, they'll just fire you and fill that position. Exactly. They, these women, I think, come into the show and they think that they are irreplaceable. And we've seen time and time again, they're very easily replaceable. Uh oh. Yeah, very. So let's talk about Real Housewives of Orange County because I'm really excited to hear that they're cutting the season from like 21, 22 episodes to 12 episodes because I think what we are seeing with Be- with Beverly Hills right now, yeah, they just ended production on OC and they announced that it's only going to be 12 episodes and it'll actually be coming out sooner than we thought and it'll be coming out later this fall. And so Vicky came out and she was like, oh, well, they're probably cutting it in oh half. Oh my God, you just dropped... All of this news on me. Well, Vicky came out and she's like, they're probably doing it because they're not getting good content and she's still bitter. Bitter AF. But so they're saying that the reason that they (laughs) cut it in half is because of the restrictions with COVID and that, you know, it's just it's a lot more difficult to film in Orange County right now that it's better to just use what we have and make a good season out of that. And I think one of the reasons Beverly Hills is better Mm -hmm. this season than it was last season is because last season was way, I think sometimes these uh, housewife seasons go on too long. If you extend it to 22, 23 episodes, you get a lot of those filler episodes, those transition episodes with the bullshit we don't need to see. What I liked about Beverly Hills is they filmed for four weeks, realized this is all shit content. So they scrapped four weeks of footage and we see them go straight to New York where, you know, we see Kyle launching her fashion show and every single Mm -hmm. episode we get something good. You know what I mean? Where it's not like we're not just seeing these like silly filler episodes where, you know, Dorit's trying on new wigs and, you know, we're just kind of dancing around drinking champagne. Like, I love that we know the the finale of Beverly Hills is going to be about Dorit's champagne launch, yet not once have we ever heard about this champagne launch. We're only getting the right. meat. We're only getting the meat, and they really trim the fat. So I think we're going to get a good season of OC because they're really going to have to condense it all into those twelve episodes. I agree. I think that um, one of the reasons that I liked, I thought that we were also a great start with Potomac, is that we barely had one episode of just filler. It was just their individual scenes, and though they delivered a lot in those individual scenes. Mm -hmm. By the second episode, we're off. We're off. We're done. We're here. We're in the fight. There's already a fight. Mm -hmm. And by the third episode, we're continuing that fight, but we're not staying in the fight. Mm -hmm. Like if you saw the third episode, they were like, here's the footage. Three minutes later, after we wrapped uh, filming, the audio was still going, but we didn't, 
stay at the dinner. We didn't stay too long, but we know, oh, there's some dynamics changing. So every single episode, we're getting something. I agree with Beverly Hills. I love that we just jumped straight to New York. And now I haven't had a problem with this season content-wise. It's been annoying some of the some of the things that are just like that they're doing, but I have feelings about them because they're giving me something to feel every single episode. Mm-hmm. And I really want that for OC. I think that if you do a 22, 23, you know, episode season, you're going to get bored. We're not going to want to watch all that. That becomes a DVR episode. Mm-hmm. So then that affects our ratings because we're just going to be like, oh, just binge it on the weekend. And we don't recognize that that hurts their ratings. But like, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to get a snack and pop popcorn yeah. and drink my red wine, you know, Olivia Pope style for something that's going to be like, what, we're trying on wigs for the 15th time with Renna? Like, I don't care. Yep. So I think with OC... I'm, I, I think they were going to get good content, but I can understand why they needed to scrap some things. They've had, what, like two or three breaks that they've had to shut down production at least twice. So the, it, it, at this point, it's just a risk. And it, it's like we're, what, risking lives <laughs> to get OC? Like, let me tell you something. I do like a couple of OC girls, but I'm not, I'm not here for us to risk lives for OC. If we're going to risk lives for, like, I don't know. Potomac or like New York, maybe. Well, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not OC, but I'm, if it's 12 episodes, I'm actually really excited. That's short. I can get through that. I'll actually watch that live. Like, I loved this most recent season of Beverly Hills where we saw, like, two different table fights, like, two different dinners where they were fighting, and we got some fun scenes in between where they're riding their cars and going around Rome. Like, we got all of that in one episode, and I'm like, we need more of that, those types of episodes, Mm -hmm. not like in prior seasons where we would see the same dinner party continue to unfold over three different episodes. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Mm-hmm. I like that the pace is a lot quicker and I'm hoping that we do get a quicker, better pace. Apparently it's supposed to be some big fallout with Bronwyn and Kelly by the end of the season. Cause they've now unfollowed yeah. each other. So I know some things about that. Oh. I have to keep it under wraps, but I can say, I really think this season, I think that they're, they're, they didn't, people really want to know why Kelly didn't get fired. I think this season will be her own making i think this will be the firing of her own making i think that from what i've heard i think that they really wanted kelly to solidify her own fate Mm -hmm. and i think she will so i think they didn't want to rush it and i think that's okay i think that sometimes we do need to trust that though they do all these things off camera right and people like oh i want candace fired i want kelly fired because they're awful off camera when we see it on camera, think about like your actual job. Mm-hmm. It's like a performance review. When we see it on camera, we have something to go with. Now we're like, the producers can sit you down and be like, all right, well, this is what happened. And this is how people reacted. And this is what we won't tolerate. So fix it or you're out. And yeah. if they're not going to fix it, I think that we needed to give her her own leeway to kind of make it really stick. Yeah. she's got to go. And it couldn't be done off camera because then that's what, like here's Sarah, you got to really make it like under the grounds of your contract, of your employment, you messed up. So we need to see that. And I think from what I hear, I think Kelly will do her own damage and no one has to do anything. And yeah. I think that um, there's follow, I already know what team I'm on. So, and, and from, you know, why, think about the times that they're filming. Like they're filming in 2020. So we had some really wild things happening in 2020. So I think they're also going to give it to us a lot sooner, like in the fall, as you said, 
because they want it to be fresh. What they, their content is, what they talk about, I think it'll be fresh to our minds still. I think yep. we'll still be thinking about these conversations that we're having in the world about race and about COVID. Like, how are they going to film around COVID? You really can't. Like, it's all that happened this yeah, year. Yeah, you can't so, you film know, without addressing it because that's what's happening. Shannon gets it in the middle of filming. And so does Emily. Like, you have to talk about it at that point, you know? And it's a very major thing. And, you know, we've seen Kelly talk about a lot of things publicly about how she doesn't really think it. It's real, allegedly. And, you know, she doesn't care. and She's not being very safe about it. And then you have two of her own cast members get it. And it's like, so then now what are you saying? Like, do you still feel that way? Like, you Shannon's kids got this and you're still acting frivolously? Like, these are someone's children. Like, we have questions. And I think we're going to get answers to those questions a lot earlier. And I... I don't know. I think that if Kelly comes back after next season, depending on how it is, you know, addressed. And I mean, if it comes in the fall, we could essentially wrap the whole thing in in 2020 Mm -hmm. and we could have a brand new start in 2021. I think that I'd be really curious to see how she's able to come back from all of this. I, I don't know how, I don't think that she will. Yeah. So Kanye West has brought back his Sunday service and Kim K's out there standing by her man <laughs> as he's doing his, you know, his gospel. What do you think about their relationship currently? Do you think that she's trying to kind of force, um, trying to make it work when she's not in it anymore? Or do you think that they actually have hope of having, you know, a strong marriage after everything that's gone on with them this year? Listen, I think that there are some very serious mental health struggles that need to be addressed and that I would hope and that are being addressed. I'm not in their marriage, but I can't imagine having the money that they have and not addressing it. However, I will say that, you know, mental health doesn't really care about how much money you have, man. Like, I'm telling you, like, let me tell you something, Pumpkin. You could be the poorest or the richest, but if that mental health is not right, it does not care. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that we are really seeing. I think that she desperately wants to do something positive for the sake of her children because explaining mental health to children is not impossible but they still just see daddy and Mm -hmm. mommy and I think they want I can't imagine how easy or hard it would be to tell your kids you know daddy has sometimes like his thoughts are just like not on his side or they're like they're not always positive and sometimes they're really, really, really excited. And sometimes they're just really, really, really sad. And yeah. it's a really back and forth. And he's not always, you know, himself. And they'll be like, okay, we understand. So there could be something wrong with Daddy Sunday. Don't take it personally. But then to see, like, what, Mommy leave him? And you're like, why would you leave Daddy if he's not feeling well? And though it's not, it's, it's just to Kim what's healthy for herself um, and for her kids. And she feels like it's ultimately unhealthy. I think she'll make the right decision. But I also think she has enough support to kind of, create some boundaries of what's healthy for her and what's healthy for her kids without her kids feeling like they're going to be super disturbed. I think yeah. that um, that's definitely, thank goodness, like something that she has the luxury of doing is, you know, making sure her kids are always okay and that they're first. And, you know, we saw them visiting Kanye in Wyoming and everything. So I think that um, I can't imagine that she's doing this for any other reason other than she really thinks she can help or that she really wants to stand by her family as a whole. Um, and, and Or maybe she honestly just really loves him and sees something in him. And, and uh, I mean, it's, it's not impossible when people suffer from bipolar disorder. It's a very, there's a, there's a core person, and then there's what their, their mind kind of convinces them that they are or need to be. 
And, uh, you know, if she knows the poor person, we just see the remnants of what he's convinced himself that he has to do and has to be and what he's feeling. Those are outbursts for us. But to her, she knows something very different. Otherwise, what? She wouldn't have had all these kids with him. So I think that she, you know, she obviously loves something in him, something about him. And I think, I honestly, I feel like Kim is the one in the entire family who will do whatever she wants to do that's best for her. I do not think anyone else wants Kim. And I think she's the only one in that family that is like, I'm going to do what I want to do for my family. Like even over Courtney, I think Kim will do it. If it's better for her, she will make it happen and she'll make it work. And we'll be the last to know about it until it's on the contractually obligated, you know, talked about season of keeping up the Kardashians 2025. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm I, my heart breaks for her because you know that there are so many other layers to this. Like like you said, she has to talk mm-hmm. to her kids about this. And at the end of the day, like kids really just look to their parents as their safety, as their guiding mm-hmm. force. And like, how do you explain to your kids that like daddy can't always be that for you? And yet you have to kind of have that conversation with them and also let them understand that like it's not them and it's not personal, you know, like and and yeah. help them work around that to where they can support daddy without having to, you know, take on that burden, so to speak. Yeah, the stability is, she has young kids, right? Like, we think about, like, a Beverly Hills situation, and the reason that I've ever, I've always said on my show, I'm not necessarily team Denise or Brandy. I'm just, I understand Denise's idea of she's trying to continue. It's why I don't understand why the women don't get this. If there's any sign or any, you know, possibility that her kids' lives can be unstable, though they've been stable this whole time, and how hard she's probably had to fight to keep stability in their lives, I can completely understand why a mother's first intuition is just try to create that stability for my kids. Yeah. Especially with Denise having um, a kid that's special needs. Like, I am a teacher by trade and working with special needs kids. They do, a lot of them will require some kind of stability, some kind of schedule, mm-hmm. some normalcy, some consistency. Change can be very, very scary for any child, let alone one who does not always understand that change is inevitable um, and takes a little bit more time to process that information. And kids, kids, Kim's kids are small. They're young. Like her oldest one is uh, North and she's what, like six, seven? Yeah. So they need stability and even the flying back and forth i mean mommy already has a very demanding job they're already growing up on camera you know they're already flying around back and forth mommy has to go back and forth she's in school and she's doing the law stuff and then daddy's also a rapper like even if Kanye was completely at a state of ideal mental health for himself and everything he would still be their careers are still very daunting careers on a kid and doesn't create a lot of stability Garcelle has said that the reason that she chose to even do Beverly Hills while still being a working actress is because they filmed in LA and she just wanted to finally be with her kids. And I can understand that Kim just wants to create a sense of stability for her kids as best as she can. And that's not going to be very easy with someone who struggles with mental health um, in a way that Kanye does, a lot of people do. Um, It's not impossible, but I think that's the point is that she's trying to create the possibility of any form of stability and trying to create that sense of safety for her kids so that they don't feel emotionally unsafe. Like, you know, it's probably scary if, if these things happen. And it, it's my heart goes out to her, honestly, because I know she's dealing with a lot, but what is she going to do? Like, you know, if she just ups and leaves Kanye, 
what if she it, what happens to her? That's a custody situation. Yeah. How hard will that be? How many months in court will that take? Like that's too much. Yeah. So I think that she's doing the best she can, and I think from what we can at least see from a limited view, her kids seem to be pretty okay, and I think that's a testament to both of them. I agree. I agree. Monty, thank you so much for calling in and chatting with me. Where can people go and give you a follow and listen to your podcast? You can listen to me anywhere you listen to this one on all the podcast girls, the apples, the Spotify's, the Google plays, all girls um, by typing in mixing with Monty. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter and even Facebook at mixing with Monty. M-I-S-I-N-G-W-I-C-H-M-A-N-I. I love it. Mani, thank you so much. I love like how you just dissect everything and you break it down in a way that we can digest <laughs> it and we can have these like fun conversations, but also acknowledge that these are real people with real lives at the same time. So mm-hmm. I love I love your commentary and I'm so glad thank we got you. to chat today. We're gonna have to do it again soon. Yes, please. Anytime. Oh my God, this is so fun. Thank you for having me. Well, when Salt Lake City comes out and when OC comes out, we're yes. going to have to do a little a little recap with the new ones. But thank you so oh, much, yeah. Monty. Have a great week. Um, thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to Mixing with Monty and to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. We're available on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. You can even watch us on Roku if you got a Roku. That's a thing now. Be sure to join our secret Facebook group, even though it's not a secret anymore, but the link is below. You can get the latest reality TVT and connect with other Bravo addicts. So click that link below and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Keep up with the show at No Filter with Zach and be sure to follow Monty at Mixing with Monty. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Bye.